0: Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday
1: edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. One's going up, one's going down. We're trying to talk about two Orlando Magic players today going in opposite directions. But fans probably think are going in the other direction, too. It's very, very confusing. Very, very confusing. We'll talk about Gary Harris and Jumo on today's Locked On Magic.
2: You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: And you are indeed locked on Magic. Today is December 10th, 2021. My name is Philip Ross-Reich. I'm the expert in site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow us on Twitter at, or you can follow me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, we're going to talk about Gary Harris and how he is taking a major step forward and putting, to putting aside a rough start to the season. We'll go into why his numbers are up and what that means for the Orlando Magic. Plus, A look at Chumokiki's sophomore slump as well. Look at why he is struggling and what the Magic might be able to do about that. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. Before we do that, I do want to thank you all for making Locked on Magic part of your day every day. Whether you listen to us first thing in the morning, right when we publish, um, at work, on your break, at workouts, on your way home from work, whenever you listen to Locked on Magic, 20 days later. I don't care. I, I, I listen to podcasts 20 days later. Um, no matter when you listen to Lockdown Magic, we truly appreciate you making us a part of your day. You can download us wherever you – we can subscribe to us and download wherever you download podcasts as well as stream us on YouTube. Remember, Lockdown Podcast Network, it's your team every day. The narrative on Gary Harris has not been a good one. Um there's a lot of Magic frustration, a lot of Magic fan frustration directed toward Gary Harris um, at this particular juncture. Um, it, it has been a rough start to his tenure with the Orlando Magic, whether it was last year after the Magic acquired him in the trade or this year um, when he started off so slow. Look, it, it's it's a common fan trope. Um, we're all guilty of it. Every fan base is guilty of it. There's always one veteran standing in the way of that young player or that young guy that's not getting his opportunity or getting his chance. Um, I am still getting messages from people, even while Gary Harris is playing very, very well that, Hey, is it, is it time to bench Gary Harris and start RJ Hampton? The answer to that question is unequivocally. No, Um, at least for now, while the magic are still trying to win games or trying to find some stability, Gary Harris has been pretty good over the last few weeks. And yes, the small the sample size is relatively small, but Gary Harris is a veteran. Coaching staff trusts him to be in the right spots to put himself in the right positions. And he's actually delivering now. All that talk, all that frustration from Gary Harris earlier in the season, it's really going by the wayside very, very quickly. Look, Gary Harris's overall numbers are still not great. He's averaging eight points per game on the button in 20 games this year, shooting 42.4% from the floor and just 28.6% from beyond the arc. He's only got a 49% effective field goal percentage. Those numbers are terrible. And if you're just looking at those numbers, then yes, it is hard to justify playing Gary Harris, certainly as much as the Magic have played him. But let's narrow that focus just a hair. Um, you know, since... Really, the second quarter of the season began. So since the game at Cleveland on November 27th, so his last six games, Gary Harris is up to 13.7 points per game while shooting 52.5% from the floor and 35.3% from beyond the arc. Much, much more respectable numbers. His spot-up shooting has looked a whole lot better. And while, yes, there are still a lot of things to work on, um, and so a lot of things he needs to improve on, So a lot of things the Magic are going to need from him, Gary Harris is playing pretty well right now. Um, And I think it would be really hard to justify benching him or hard to justify doing anything different with him in the starting lineup at the moment. Gary Harris is playing really, really, really well. That's just the truth of the matter at the moment is that Harris is giving the Magic exactly what they needed and exactly what they wanted, at least on the offensive end. So much of what the Magic are trying to do, so much of what the Magic want from Gary Harris is just that solid three and D presence. And again, right now he's hitting his three pointers at a decent clip. He's aggressively attacking the basket, especially off rotations, able to get to the rim. He's a really acrobatic finisher, sometimes too acrobatic. Um, and he's generally making good decisions. Is there still a a stray shot where he just goes into a straight dribble pull up or takes a contested three? Yes. And I'm not here saying that Gary Harris has been perfect by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not here saying Gary Harris um, is the answer to so many questions or someone that the Magic should think about resigning to the long term and, and keeping him around. I'm not even saying that the Magic should even turn down Gary Harris trade talks. I, I think the Magic should get what they can for Gary Harris at, at the trade deadline when it comes up in February. But Gary Harris, too, is doing exactly what the Magic have asked of him. If anything, though, the Magic still need more, and and I will be the first to to say that too. It's about the shot selection. It's about setting a good example with the shots, but it's also about his defense still needing to round into form. Um, He has not quite played the the Gary Harris level of defense that certainly the Magic were expecting when they got him. Um, His overall numbers are still very, very poor. Magic's net rating is very poor with him on the floor. Um, He's certainly better when he's off the floor, but still, even so... Magic have had a generally positive run with Harris in the starting lineup over the last six or seven games. Um, and again, that's really all they need um, to just for him to make a positive impact. The numbers are all there, at least in the in the, in the short term, in, in the small run here. Um, the numbers are all there suggesting that Gary Harris is making that positive impact, is taking those steps for the Magic to be a better team. And he's making a positive impact for this magic team. And again, that's all you can ask for. That's all this team could want. Now, obviously, there is still plenty of work for Gary Harris to do. We're not going to sit here and again, we're not sitting here pretending that moments like the one he had in Golden State and against Golden State when he got the technical foul uh, for not getting a call that he wanted and and essentially let Stephen Curry hit, hit a three. That can't happen. Those moments of frustration have to go away. He has to set the example. He is the veteran on this team. But increasingly, that was the only reason he was on the floor. At least early in the season, that was the only reason he was seeing the floor was because he was the veteran on the team. And coaches, whether you agree with this or not, believe in veteran players. They give veterans more rope um, than young players at times. But Harris now is earning his keep. He is earning his spot on the team. He's earning his spot in rotation. It's not just the fact that he's a veteran, but it's also the contributions that he's made. You know, we'll see if this lasts. Again, we're talking very small sample sizes here, only six games, but Harris has been a consistent and reliable contributor to this offense. And he's a consistent, reliable shooter over the last week, two weeks here. And that's progress. It's a little bit of progress, at least, um, and certainly something the Magic desperately need, especially as they try to get their defense in order. We'll talk a little bit about Chuma Okiki and his struggles to start the season coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Bill. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money, download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 per year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has more than 2 million users and helped save them more than $100 million. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash NBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash NBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash NBA.
2: Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Whether you're listening to us online, um, in the car, on your way home from work, whether you're listening to us at work, your first listen of the day, on your way to work, your workout, whenever. I don't know when people listen to podcasts. Whenever or however you're listening to us, we truly appreciate you making Locked on Magic part of your day. Um, we're very, very excited to have YouTube now as part of our, of our menu of ways to watch us or listen to us or however. I don't know. I don't know how people watch us. Um, uh, we're, we're very happy to have YouTube as part of it as well, so you can subscribe to us there as well. But we talked about one player going up and and, and a little bit how you know Ch- Gary Harris is, has kind of tried to push aside some of the criticisms that he was facing earlier in the year. Let's talk about a player who has really struggled and kind of been on the way down this year and frustratingly so and unexpectedly so. Chuma Okiki is very very plainly and very very clearly in some sort of sophomore slump. This year he's averaging 6.9 points per game, four rebounds per game, shooting 37.3% from the floor and 22.6% from beyond the arc with just a 42.5% effective field goal percentage. His numbers are, when I first wrote this article, were about even with where he was last year. Now they are below where he was last year in almost every way. And obviously the shooting has been a big part of that. Last year, Okiki shot 49, uh, shot 49.2% effective field goal percentage, including 34.8% from beyond the arc. This year, that field goal percentage is way down, way, way down. And again, three-point shooting on the same number of attempts per game, 3.1 attempts per game, down to 22.6% shooting from beyond the arc. It's not good, folks. Uh, and it's really hard to say why Okiki is struggling the way that he's struggling. Some of it, I think, is very much the offense that the Magic are um, running. I know I talked a little bit about this during the during the uh, uh, pregame show, uh, which you can go watch on YouTube uh, before Wednesday's game against Sacramento Kings. Um, I really feel like this offense is more of a react offense, or more more a read and react offense. It, it's more about um, players making reads and, and being giving giving them the ability to freelance and make decisions. Um, I, I do have to give. Uh, I think. Jamal Mosley, a ton of credit. He has really empowered his players to make decisions for themselves and to make decisions um, within the offense and, and within what they're trying to run. Uh it, it's it's not about a set road, set play or set play design. There's play designs to get guys the looks that they want and iterations to build off of that. Um, but it is a it is truly an offense that empowers players to make decisions and trusts players to make decisions. That may not be an offense that Chumo Kiki thrives in. I think Chumo probably thrives a little bit more in, in that structured offense that Steve Clifford had, where you know, he knows where he's going to get his shots, he knows where those looks are going to come. Uh, and the magic worked to get him the ball in very specific locations. Some of that is certainly still there. I, I do agree with some of the criticism out there that maybe the magic should try to get Chumo in the post a little bit more. Um, but a lot of what the magic are trying, and, and I think Chumo Kiki's a very effective post player. I don't think the numbers quite bear that out, but He is a very, very effective post player. Showed that last year. He's shown that this year. This year, he's been more perimeter bound, a lot more driving to the basket than he had last year. And he's frankly made bad decisions. I think a little bit of that freedom um, has, you know, and and to some extent allowed him into some excesses that weren't quite present last year. Um, You know, the Magic didn't trust him on the ball as much as they have this year. And again, you look even at his usage rate This year's usage rate is up from 14.5% to 16.6% this year. It's not a huge jump, but um, Okiki is certainly a little bit more aggressive and assertive on the ball than he was last year. And defensively, he is not nearly the same player either. Some of it's probably opportunity. Um, He's played significantly fewer minutes per game this year, um, from 25.2 last year to 20.9 this year. So some of that is certainly uh, the minutes that he's playing. Some of it is probably a little bit um, of the lineup that he is in as well um, and some of the lineups that he's been put in. Those bench lineups are not good. There are no other scores. There's no creators to get him the ball um, in some of those bench lineups. He's not played a whole lot with Cole Anthony. And again, um, you know, you look at all the Magic's lineups, pretty much any lineup that has Cole Anthony, Wendell Carter, and Franz Wagner is going to be successful. Chima Okiki is not sharing the ball, sharing the floor with those guys. And that's probably one of the reasons why he is struggling as much as he's struggling to get open shots and to get the good looks that he needs to be successful. Um but regardless of the case, Chumokiki's got to hit shots. Um you know, you can a coach can put a player in the best positions possible uh and again, we can debate whether Okiki's in that in that realm, but um you got to make shots when they're available. And Okiki has missed a lot of shots this year. Um it is very much a sophomore slump for him. Um it's very much he is still trying to get his legs under him. He's certainly still trying to kind of, I think, get into rhythm, even though he's played 20 so twenty or so games at this point. Um, I, I think that he's still kind of figuring his way out in this offense and not having a training camp or full training camp, not having a preseason, honestly, really probably hurt him as much as anyone else. Now he's a professional. He's got to figure out his way through and he's got to find his way. Um, and, and certainly there's been opportunities, but we also see what's coming on the horizon. Jonathan Isaac is coming back at some point this year, whether it's next week, whether it's the week after, whether it's with Markel Foltz around Christmas, I guess that's in two weeks, um, whether it's in January, whether it's at the All-Star break, Jonathan Isaac's coming back. And if Chumo Kiki does not stake his claim to that spot, because Franz Wagner should be starting. Franz Wagner is a really good player. Um, if if Chumo Kiki does not plant his flag in the rotation, he's going to get pushed out and he's going to have to play, you know, he's going to have to fight for his minutes all over again. And all of a sudden, You're looking at a a young player who no longer fits what this team is trying to be. Um, A lot of us still believe in Chumokiki. I certainly do. I think there's still a lot to like about his game. Um, I I said at the beginning of the season, I think one of the things that has to happen is he has to break out of his shell a little bit for this team to be successful. Um, We want to see his personality. All the players love this kid Um, behind the scenes. We want to see his personality play out on the court. Um, And I think Okiki's still kind of getting comfortable and figuring out what kind of player he wants to be and where he can be effective as well. Um, if Okiki becomes a better shooter, if Okiki starts hitting shots, um, which was certainly something that was tailing off toward the end of last season too, um, then he will be a really effective player. I mean, I think the Magic kind of style want him to be that typical 3 and D guy again as well, just sort of like Gary Harris, just a tough-minded defensive defensive player who can step out and hit from beyond the arc and occasionally drive or attack the paint. Um, that's... Not what the Magic are seeing at this point. That's not what the Magic are getting at this point. And obviously, that's been a a huge, huge hurt for this team, especially as they tried to develop and grow some of their players. We're going short today, Um, so we'll talk a little bit about this weekend's games in Los Angeles coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from Built Bar. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built bar filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy, chocolatey, and nutritious. There are so many flavors you'll have a hard time choosing. Will you have the raspberry or mint brownie, the cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie? Usually with cookies and cream, that's an easy decision. Um, Bilt Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors, battle all the holiday shoppers, or just power through to get through your final exams. Yeah, we see you out there college students almost to the finish line here in December. Or, it, you know, Bilt Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or purse or make sure you have it when you join that study group. You never know when you're going to need it. Because it's the season of peace and love, don't bring up your favorite Bilt Bar flavor. It. Does get a little testy. I can I, I can attest to that in the uh, locked on uh, chat room that we have. Um, tell Santa to throw a few built bars in those stockings. They are the perfect stocking stuffer, and with so many flavors, they'll make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. Want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret. Dip your built bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa. Let it melt a little, and give your beverage a bit of that built bar flavor. Plus, you have a nice melty built bar to go with it. Be sure to have a couple napkins on hand. It does get quite messy. Like some of those marshmallow treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate. They taste so good you won't believe they're filled with protein. Go to Bilt.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com Today's podcast, also brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered for all... Has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. With football season continuing their march to the playoffs, BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to your to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Roland Magic are off to los angeles they're in los angeles right now another nice day off we love having those days off um certainly magic could use them to get their defense right they took thursday off to travel to los angeles they will practice in the lakers practice facility lakers in oklahoma city um hopefully they will vandalize the 2009 finals trophy um they'll they'll, they'll practice the lakers practice facility on friday to get ready for a pair of games against the clippers and the lakers the magic Trying to go for that LA sweep once again. They won at the Clippers last year. Uh, they did they win last year? No, they. I don't think they won last year in Los Angeles. But uh, certainly uh, have had some recent success against the Lakers. Unfortunately, Barco Fultz won't be there to uh, shove LeBron around this time either. Um, the Orlando Magic, uh, you know, obviously in, in a rough spot, and so much of, of what we're gonna what we have to say about the Magic really has to start with them um, you know are they going to play the way that they need to play are they going to protect the ball are they not going to give away possession because you know if you give away possessions to a team as good as the clippers or a team as good as the lakers and and even though both teams are having their struggles they're not exactly the best teams in the league um if you give away possessions to those teams you are going to get beat. They are going to take advantage of those, those extra opportunities. And as Cole Anthony said after Wednesday's game, they've got to play well. The only chance that the Magic have of winning is if they play well. Um, that means no turnovers, no offensive rebounds, no giving away possessions, no giving second chances. Um, it, it means executing a high level. It means making shots. It, it, again, there, there's like six or seven things the Magic have to do to win games. They have to do five or six of them. They really can't give less than a great effort if they're going to win these basketball games, if they're going to give themselves a chance. Um, The Clippers right now playing better than the Lakers, 105.8 offensive rating, 104.6 defensive rating, puts them uh, at plus 1.1 net rating, 11th in the league. Um, They are currently fourth in the league in defensive rating, uh, near the bottom of the league in offensive rating, it looks like, 26th in the league in offensive rating. So um, if there is a little bit of a silver lining, it's that, um, if the Magic do bring their defensive game, and we've seen the Magic play some good defensive games, the Clippers are not a team that's capable of scoring a ton. They can, obviously. They got Paul George. They got some players. They're a little bit short-handed on, at point guard right now. So Saturday's afternoon's game could get really, really ugly, uh, and I think that would benefit the Magic. Um, you know, one thing that I think Sacramento did a really good job of is they really sped the Magic up. They got them playing at their pace to kind of breakneck speed, Um, That Orlando is not good at playing. Orlando's not going to outscore anybody. They got to grind teams out. They got to be able to grind teams out. And, you know, again, I think it was really helpful playing a bad defense in Sacramento. That'll be able to Orlando to score and kind of hide some of those facts a little bit. Um, But the Clippers are not going to be that team. The Magic are going to find it tough to score against the Clippers. So the Magic got to make it tough for the Clippers to score against them because the Clippers are also not a great offensive team. In fact, the the Magic are just only slightly behind the Clippers at a 102.3 offensive rating um, until really this week that that really wasn't the case. Now, obviously, we're sitting here, the Magic 113 defensive rating, the worst defense in the league at the moment. Um, Orlando's got to get their house in order. That's that's a big thing. But another team that needs to get their house in order is the Los Angeles Lakers. Minus 1.6 net rating this year. That puts them, um, they're 23rd in offense, which is incredible to say with, with the talent that they have. They're 23rd in offense, they are sitting at, I'm pulling it up here, Where are the Lakers, um, they're 23rd in offense, they are in the bottom half of the league in defense, they're 15th in defensive rating right now, minus 1.6 net rating, obviously they've dealt with a ton of injuries, but that roster is a complete misshapen mess, um, they don't have a lot of shooting, they, uh, you know, obviously they got LeBron, they got Westbrook, they got Davis, so they have weapons, but Their defense is really disjointed right now. They're really, really struggling. They'll play Oklahoma City, who's beaten them twice on Friday. So I imagine they'll win that game. They're they're not going to be happy after they got beat by the Grizzlies and got beat pretty badly. This Lakers team plays a lot of ISO basketball. They don't really move the ball that effectively. They're really struggling on on, on both ends of the floor. So again, it's just down to execution. It's really down to execution. Don't give these teams extra possessions. Don't give them opportunities to continue to win. Um, You know, obviously the Magic playing a back-to-back, the Lakers will not be on a back-to-back, but there's no travel involved. Um, I kind of think the Lakers game is a game the Magic can win. I actually think the Magic can win the game against the Clippers too. Um, You know, I I think Orlando is doing some good things. They've just got to clean up their own house. And if they clean up their own house, I think the Magic have shown they are capable of beating just about anyone. Tip-off from the Staples Center. It is still the Staples Center. It will always be the Staples Center. Tip-off from the Staples Center on Saturday, scheduled for 3.30 as the Magic take on the LA Clippers. Um, So definitely plan on watching that one early. Um, And then, of course, from Staples Center against the Lakers on Sunday at 9.30, and that will complete this five-game road trip um, as the Orlando Magic still winless on the road trip. Would like to see them get at least one win before they head back home to play the Atlanta Hawks on Wednesday night. So a couple of days off once they get back to town as well. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. you're tune in to Google or Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at underscore omd And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at O. Magic Daily. Now that you're done listening to us, make your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic, where we recap the pair of games from Los Angeles on our next episode of Locked On Magic. Until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Bill Frost Wright. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.